Welcome, I'm Anna Ginger, your host of The Anna Ginger Show. I'm an international adoptee who has experienced the pain of rejection and the peace that comes with self-discovery and acceptance. Along the way, I've discovered that I'm not alone. In some ways, we are all adopted into or out of homes, cultures, communities, and relationships as we grow and evolve. These experiences create who we are and who we are yet to be. So let's discover how we can be and become our best selves by connecting to the guest and creative content cradled in the belief that we belong, that we are worthy, and that we are loved in this world. So stay tuned and you may discover your own adoption story. Now this project is a passion project and organizational psychologist Adam Grant believes that all passion projects enrich us in multidimensional ways compared to a unidirectional focus on one's profession. And he writes, uh, he's quoted as saying, our identities are open systems and so are our lives. I'm scheduling a weekly time for rethinking and unlearning. And this passion project, every week that we do an interview, is really scheduling a time for me to rethink and unlearn all the things about myself uh, and about others and how I think about the world. And that is a passion project. Now, what also does a passion project mean? It means that it is not my job, it's not going to pay the bills, and I really have to love it in order to do it because it takes a lot of work to put a show together, but every week I look forward to it. But also, I need a little bit of help. And so, how did I get help? Well, I met this amazing woman that works at Ohio University here in the... um, in the business college of business and i was telling her when we were walking i'm like i'm in desperate need of talented students who have fresh ideas who are smart and talented and can help uh, move this program this passion project forward and she said we have this great program and so if you um, put your podcast project out there you might be able to recruit some gas and who answered the call the amazing, fabulous, super wicked awesome Jacob Mata. And when I read his resume and his career objective is this, current student looking to further my education in order to make myself diverse, to be able to work in the sports industry, ability to work within a team, woohoo, or on my own, oh yeah, problem solver, team player, and willing to learn and adapt on the fly in order to better my skills and my profession always looking to better myself as a leader and as a person. And I said, I hope he says yes. And by golly, he said yes. So welcome, Jacob. Hello. How are, how's, how are you today? I am so excited to have you on the show because you are part of this Passion Project team. And so when you saw this description of the Anna Ginger show and you have a passion for sports, and that's certainly not what the show is about, what led you to want to say yes to this project? Yeah, so the whole uh, reason I said yes, and mainly uh, part of the reason I went to grad school, uh, I just, I want to get out of my comfort zone a little bit. And this was an easy way to seek some reasonable discomfort. It's not like, you know, I've never worked with a podcast or worked, uh, you know, speaking back and forth like this to somebody. And really just to uh, further my education, uh, especially with adoption, because I think what you're doing is amazing and the things that you're doing. Uh, to change people's lives every day and tell their stories are great. And I've been uh, trying to tell stories in communities for the last four years, and I'd really just like to help in any way that I can. Yeah, you're a great team member. Well, when I talk about in that intro, as you heard, that I think that we all experience adoption in one way or the other. So how do you think that you're connected to adoption? I think one of the biggest ways is definitely the Ohio University family and you know, some of the people that I've got to meet and spend really good quality time with here 
at OU. Uh, like you said, it's it's different for everybody, but I, I believe you. In, in some form, everybody experiences adoption. And really, you know, I've adopted myself into this great new group of friends all throughout undergrad and people, you know, it is really almost like brothers and sisters for some of them. And then um, into the grad program that I'm in now, uh, a whole new cohort of uh, 80 new people between both cohorts that I get to call family. And in, in a way, I think that's what ties me into all this. Yeah, that is fabulous. So when you see, and you've been part of this uh, team for a couple of months now, and with their, um, I'm sorry, there are two other graduate assistants that are working with us along with some other volunteers that have decided to stay as part of the team. What kind of things are you talking about as you're thinking about how we move this project forward? Yeah, so I would definitely, uh, like we have talked about before, uh, like to be able to get an athlete or someone on this show just in general, you know, hopefully an athlete that was adopted to be able to tell their story to work uh, a little closer with sports as well, because obviously that's uh, what I'm here for. But really, uh, I if we did not get an athlete on this show, but we got uh, viewership up, or I guess I shouldn't say viewership, if we got uh, more listeners to the show every day, that, that would be amazing. I'd love to see the show just start to kind of take off uh, and get more, uh, uh, as well as the website, uh, tracking impressions on that, just being able to see more traffic come through because, again, you're telling great stories and more people need to hear it. Yeah, we're telling great stories. I love that you're passionate about the storytelling piece. And one of the first assignments that I thought would be able to help you familiarize with the program was to get your opinions and thoughts about the scripts and some of the shows. Um, and I realize now as I'm talking about this, I never asked for your feedback on the scripts, but do you remember what that was? Because I remember you said, when can I share that? And I think you should share it on the air. Yeah. So uh, I remember this was uh, about a month. Well, I've, I've looked at all of the scripts, but I have not sat down and went through every single one since they've been coming out. But when I did go back and look through the first uh, few scripts that you sent me, uh, you're really, really good at uh, digging in, you know, trying to dig deeply into people, you know, what it's, it's a weird question, but it's something people have asked me in an interview. You try to figure out what their soul is and that's, that's intriguing to me and you really bring the best out of them. And I think that, uh, if we can just dig even, even further, getting, getting down into people's roots and, uh, really figuring out how to make sure that they can answer the question fully. That is, that's it's usually never never you and I'm not just saying that because you know I'm trying to sit here and be be super nice but the way uh, in the way that we form questions to people it's just there's there's always ways we can form them to get down deeper and they can get more out and really understand and truly tell their story and so for you what is a compelling story so like uh, like we were talking about earlier uh, the Aaron Judge story about him him being adopted is is crazy because I I knew that he was adopted but I had heard it when he first came into the league oh he he's been in the league six six or eight years now he he's been in the MLB for a long time he's a very very good uh, professional baseball player for anybody who does not know but I know I heard it however many years ago but jogging my memory with that today I was like wow you never it's it's not like that impacts him in the way he plays baseball in any by any means but it's it's just interesting to know because you never think you know Aaron Judge he's always been good at baseball he's always had this great life and that might not be the case if uh, he had to endure some hardships earlier in his life I don't know 
obviously what that was like. I believe he was adopted uh, close to newborn age, so probably, you know, before he could remember, but still a family willing to take him in and now look at what he is today. It just, it's a really cool story. Yeah, well, and so I'm glad that you talked about him being a baseball player because um, I don't know much about sports. And so I was like, Aaron Judge. But um, so I'm learning that it's not that he is getting touchdowns. He is getting home runs. Yes, he do- He hits a lot of home runs. Last yeah. year he was, uh, he broke the record for home runs in a season. So he's he's very, very good. Off to a much, he was off to a much slower start this year. The Yankees didn't make the playoffs. Down year for him, but last year was great. Yeah, he's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, what I loved and when we did the research on this, that he was raised by teachers in California. And so I wonder about how being raised by two teachers, how that impacted him. For me, I was adopted by, my dad was a chemistry teacher and my mom was an English lit teacher. And so I know if, um, my story is my dad would always be disappointed when I come back with a C minus uh, in my chemistry test. And I just would say, yeah, well, I'm adopted. I didn't get that gene to learn how to do chemistry very well. But I would love for Aaron Judge to be on the show sometime and ask him about what was it like growing up, being a newborn, adopted, um, always having these teachers being your parents. How does that inform who you are? And how does that mean? uh, What does that mean for you when it comes to um, who you are as a professional ball player as well? Mm -hmm. So that's like dot, dot, dot to be continued. That would be absolutely amazing uh, if, if we could ever get him on the show. It would be it would be really cool. I don't know if he'd fit in our booth though. Yeah, he is, he's six eleven. Yeah, he he is a he is a very very tall human being. But that that had to be you know something crazy to to see develop as his adopted parent. You know, just uh, I can only imagine his. Uh, I'm looking at a picture of his parents right now. I had to look. They the dad looks pretty tall, but it, just the fact that the, he grew up to be that tall is is nuts has to look crazy yes well i think we can fit him into the wub studio we'll we'll figure (laughs) it out if that comes to that one way or the other absolutely and where does your passion for sports come from have you always been a sports fan yeah as long as i can remember uh i started playing uh t-ball pretty much as soon as i could walk my parents are really big uh baseball people my first name is uh jacob because of what is now progressive field in Cleveland used to be called Jacobs Field, so my parents named me after uh, where the Guardians play baseball, which is wow. really cool. Uh, fun little story. My mom wanted uh, my middle name to be Omar uh, after Omar Vizquel, the greatest shortstop to ever play for Cleveland, uh, but that was vetoed by my father. Um, <laughs> and why did he veto that? I don't know because okay. I really wish my middle name was Omar. It would be <laughs> it would be a lot cooler story if I had both, but it's still still cool and my mom still jokes about it to this day but I've played baseball ever since uh, I could walk I played uh, basketball and football all throughout uh, grade school all the way up through high school Um, and I wanted obviously it's every player's dream to play in college but that just wasn't the case uh, with the offers that I got they didn't have any journalism programs at the schools so I figured I'm I'm not going to make it to the MLB anytime soon So I will uh, go to OU and work in journalism and hopefully become a sports reporter. And that's still a potential dream of mine after uh, I get through uh, these two graduate degrees. So I'm excited. But yes, I've always been a sports fan. Well, I wish you all the best. And I think that passion for what you do um, and having those connections to you, you're being named even 
uh, will help shape who you are and who you're who you're supposed to be in the future as well. But however that goes, I think that your passion for storytelling and finding the truth about um, people's stories is something that will serve you well no matter what you do, which is wonderful. So let me ask you about um, the last team meeting that we had. We were told that our program is going to be broadcast to over 200 affiliates um, for another um, station or uh, affiliate. But we were trying to figure out what was like our favorite show to be able to tell the story. And which one did you pick? I think you picked Kathy Krebs' I did, story. Yes, I did pick Kathy Krebs. I was between two, and I could not remember which one I picked. But her that entire story and... Uh, the way that she found her adopted family is, it it or sorry her uh, her biological her biological family. family. Yes. I completely blanked on the terminology there for a second, but the the way that that story came it came full circle, really, and that it just it grabbed my attention off the bat, and then seeing it all the way through is one it's 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 a tearjerker. It it really is, and I'm I'm not. Uh, a man who finds myself crying very often, but that one got me close. I'm not going to lie. And just uh, watching through the whole thing and seeing how that played out and then how she was with her uh, adopted family as well. It was, it's a really good story. And I'm, I'm hoping that's the one that we decide to broadcast to everyone, but uh, either way, all, they're all stories are great. So. Well, spoiler alert, that was the one that was selected. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. Um, and just for those who are listening today who don't know Kathy Krebs' story, we encourage you to go to the website to because um, you can listen to the uh, to that recording. And Kathy's story is that she, when she was a child, she was at a uh, at a park and she saw this little girl and just instantly trusted her gut that that was her biological sister and came to found out that that was indeed her sister. And uh, and what's amazing about that story is just trusting your gut. And people will tell you over and over again, like, oh, that's not true. And um, you just wish that were the case and all those kind of things. And sometimes when you trust your gut and you believe it really is the truth. And I think about whether or not it is the truth. Sometimes we are told over and over again not to trust our gut. And then I knew with my gut with this... Um, this passion project, which is the Anna Ginger show, that I wanted to do this because it connects me to the community, to Ohio, to OU, to Athens, to WOB, to all of the other affiliates that decide to air the show, because that is so important is to be able to do that storytelling that connects us to figure out who we are as, as people. And I think when we go into um, decide that we're going to go to a graduate program too. It's like it's that learning process of continually figuring out who are we supposed to be and selecting those friends and those attributes and those um, things that will ultimately determine our path in life. I think. Which I'm rambling here, Jacob. See, that's <laughs> what you're here. You guys are here for. Like, edit, edit, edit. So I'm going to ask you um, before we go into our creative interchange, which I'm super excited about. I'm going to ask you. How do you hope to help further the production of this show? Yeah, so uh, like I touched on a little, <clears throat> excuse me, like I touched on a little bit earlier, uh, I hope to really be able to get the word out there about the show more, which uh, right now for me looks like uh, contacting all of the Pacifica affiliates. And now that we've obviously uh, just said we've got 200 of them that will be airing a story, uh, I'd like to get. Uh, the rest of them to be able to air a story, uh, reaching out, talking to them, and trying to get this show on at any point that I can. 
And then uh, also just around campus, like we've been, uh, we have that flyer in the works uh, for the show. If we can get students uh, to get going, what, there's 40 some thousand students on Ohio University's campus. If we can get 10,000 of them, 5,000 of them to scan the QR code and at least check out the website, that's going to get impressions up and get the word about the show out. So I really just want to help market this show more to the general public. Yeah. What what I love, again, what I was talking about is that these passion projects can help us foster these connections and um, and these connections to each other where we think that we don't have... um, are not connected to adoption or foster care, but then we figure out we do have so much more in common than we think. And in that way, I think with the show that we do is that we have these creative interchanges that help us discover how we can be and become our best selves. And so I reserve the time to connect to artistic expressions of our shared experiences. And I asked Nick Kazuris, I sent him your uh, resume. I sent him a little bit of information about you, about my own experience working with you. And so Nick Kazuris, our music director, picked a song for you. And we're going to play it, listen to it, and then I'm going to tell you why Nick picked this for you. And we'll just have a little conversation about it. Sounds great to me. Great. There's a song. And why did Nick choose a song for you? This is what he wrote. The song I chose for Jacob is called Bustin' Golf Clubs. And it's one of the first surf instrumentals I ever wrote with two of my closest friends for almost 30, almost 30 years ago. At the time, I was recently... I was recently graduated from college and we were all working very hard at making a living playing music, but things weren't going that well. The three of us took a break from the bands we were in and decided to write something for fun, and this is what came out of that. 
I thought of Jacob not as much for the sports connection. The band yells tee off in the middle of the song. Awesome. But because this song was a problem solver for us, how we can put some fun back into playing music. And as it was a new style of music for, we all figured it out together as we created it. I'll add that not only did we end up writing almost three albums in this style, it's some of the most successful music we've ever released, with many songs appearing on early reality TV shows and indie films. Who knew? The experience I had with my friends working together as a team and challenging ourselves opened up the opportunities and positive experiences we never thought possible. So that's the song that Nick picked for you called Bustin' Golf Club. So what do you think about what Nick picked for you? I think he hit the nail right on the head because I was I was sitting here bobbing my head to the song the entire time it was playing, and I, I think that one that one definitely connects to me. I, I obviously it's the only song I heard, but it definitely reminds me of me. I liked it, and uh, the fact that they wrote that thirty years ago is crazy because I feel like that's something uh, you could hear on the radio today if you flip to the right channel. So you never know, but I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, th- so thank you so much, Nick, for picking that song. And a couple of the pieces and the reasons why you picked the song that connected with me is that I love the fun because sometimes I think we get into a project like this one where we think we have to do this and have so many likes and have so much engagement or even with sports for you. I think we got to make it a job. we got to do the best. And in some ways, we have to just go back to being a kid and just like hitting that ball or kicking that ball and having fun as a team um, and with our friends because I think that's part of life too is um, just embracing that playful side of ourselves too. I agree 1,000%. I think uh, that's a really great way of looking at it. And the way he described the song really uh, just describes the way I try to live my life. I try to live my life having fun every day with a smile on my face and uh, looking at the brighter side of things. So I like it. I like it a lot. Ah, that's brilliant. So Nick, you are amazing. Yeah, I think the goal for the show is to really have fun and to be able to connect and to be able to um, enjoy each other's company too because then what's the point, especially when it's a passion project, if it's like got to do this and it's like sucks all the time, um, it's not going to be, I I don't want that energy to go into the show and to each other's because that's not the point of the show is really to be able to figure out the, the positive parts of like being who we are in this world. Um, And the other thing that I really loved that when Nick talked about um, his song is that the experimentation and just taking being brave. I think when I told you guys in the beginning is that you guys, I want you to fail forward and fail as many times as you like, because I think that's the part where we're going to be able to succeed is to think about what works and what doesn't work most importantly. And I think there are very few opportunities where people will tell you in your job, fail. And so this is the part where I think that um, there are many ideas. I think, oh, that's going to be a fantastic idea. And then the only person who makes a comment about it is my mom. And she tells me how much she hates it and goes, wah, 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 wah. But I learned something. So that's a good thing. <laughs> I I agree. And there have definitely been times where, I mean, I think we've all all failed up to this point already. Just I know I, I count them as failures. I know they're not. But with what we sent out over 400 emails to Pacifica <laughs> yeah. affiliates and we've gotten like five back maybe. So there's there's 395 quote unquote failures, but it uh, that's first contact. And hopefully uh, when we start making actual calls and 
getting in touch and actually speaking with people, they might say, oh, yeah, we saw that email. We were going to email you back in a week or whatever. It's a lesson in resilience, man. Yep. yep. It is. So you have a connection to WUB as an undergraduate. And so when you think about like this podcast and this radio show being able to um, be able to connect to other people in the listening area, what was your experience working with WUB? So I worked mainly with uh, Gridiron Glory, a high school football show, Hardwood Heroes, a high school basketball show, and Newswatch, our uh, five-day-a-week newscast here at WOUB. And my senior year, I hosted Gridiron Glory. And one of our, our main initiative and my main pitch in the interview that I think got me the role was uh, being community involved and doing stories on communities around Southeast Ohio because high school football is truly what holds these communities together. It's, it is amazing. And we went around and did stories on all the crazy rivalries, all the crazy things uh, that happen around uh, Southeast Ohio. My personal favorite is uh, the Mohawk Mafia of Trimble High School. Every football player shaves their head into a Mohawk and dyes it red because that is their main school color. And that, and you'll see people in the stands with shaved heads with Mohawks dyed red. It is, it is crazy to me how how crazy it gets but I'm also you know 45 minutes away from here and from a small school so I understand that and being from a small school that did not get any if at all any media coverage uh, it meant a lot to me to be able to give uh, some kids just you know a little bit of airtime when the most they have to look forward to is the local newspaper which you don't get half the time so just knowing the fact that if, if I was in their shoes I would have appreciated it and then a lot of uh a lot of the kids come up and you know tell us how much they appreciate us being there. Same thing with the uh, adults, the athletic directors, coaches. And I think that's what means the most is doing it for the people of Southeast Ohio, not just because we have to do it, but because we enjoyed doing it. Yeah, and finding those stories, right? And they are mm-hmm. connected by those red Mohawks. Yep. And uh, which creates identity that we belong together mm-hmm. and that we're going to win or lose together. Absolutely. Uh, which is a whole idea connected to adoption in some ways too about how do we create our identities mm-hmm. and what creates a sense of belonging and worth and so in that story you're capturing that and people are responding because they feel see- that they're seen and so as you think about the values that your uh, your parents and your family and being connected to a family like that and we started the conversation talking about Aaron Judge and being adopted um, by a set of teachers. And you think about the children that um, don't have parents. What do you hope for those children? I hope that they can find someone to care for them as much as I was cared for, even even a sliver of what I was cared for. Like, but um, there's there's going to be people out there who do care, and I hope that every family also looking to adopt a child finds finds the right one that they can love as much as I was loved. Oh, my gosh, that's a perfect way to conclude our time together. So a heartful thank you, Jacob, for being a fabulous GA and a guest. I want to thank Adam Rich with WUB for engineering and editing today's program. Our subject matter expert is Dr. Melissa Rizzo, and our storytelling consultant is Zoe Lambert. Our creative and editing team includes who? Maddie, Maya, Alexa, Linnea, and Mark. And our music producer is Nick Kazernas, who has been writing genre-twisting songs for over 30 years, including this show's theme song, Way to Me, and who selected the song for Jacob today, which was a perfect fit. And I am your host, Anna Ginger, signing off with a reminder that the key to unlocking all things good in this world is love. 
Here, you are loved and you are home. Always a friend and fan. This is Anna Ginja wishing you days filled with love, laughter, and peace. Thank you.